Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, guys. Well, here we are together again on a Take 12 podcast cold open. Uh, Lofa, we have returning champ Walter Jones to the show, friend of the show, returning champion. Back to play again today. You guys, uh, the cold open, we can go pretty much any way you want to go. We could, we could, we can touch, touch on anything silly from the world of whatever, or we can talk about the scare that the Sun Devils gave my purple helmeted Huskies, which Lofa, I told you I was nervous for the unis, dude. Let's stay away from college football for my sake. Oh, well, you told me to watch out for Skedaboo. I said, fuck around and find out. And you guys almost did. Woo, dude. I don't, I don't like when my team wears the the special unis, especially in that way. The Huskies should just be gold help. Sorry. Gold helmets all the time. Let's not mess around. It was scary. Walter, it was scary. How was your college football weekend? Uh, pretty good. Uh, we had Duke this weekend. Yeah. Uh, they kind of came. I, I was kind of because they got a good running game. So I thought that they was gonna kind of give us, but I kind of we closed it out there in the second half there and, and got the win. So mm-hmm. yeah, let's see what happened. Like I tell people all the time, I said, as long as Florida State they're winning, everybody's watching. So let's see what happened. True, true. All right, and yeah, for Lofa, Lofa, we'll just stick to pros for you. It's fine. <laughs> well, hey, you want to stick with uniforms? We're wearing some different uniforms this week, buddy. I know. I know. And Are you nervous? Of course I'm nervous. I'm a Seahawk <laughs> fan. Let's start the show. Take 12. If you want the run uncut. Yeah. Unapologetic from the jump. Yeah. And no politics in this club. Just dirt from the streets and the clicks in the mud. Take 12. Best podcast for the Seahawks. Number one sports talk. Yeah, we got it on live. Take 12. Every episode 12 hot takes. And we repping for Seattle, my place. Take 12. It's the Take 12 podcast on the Believe Sports Network. Thank you for joining us. I am lifelong Seahawk fan, the most passionate fan, Katie, Brett Davern, and he is Seahawks legend Lofa Tatupu. On this very special episode, we are joined by our, by our very special friend, friend of the show. He's back, everybody. It's big Walter Jones, the best to ever do it. The best to ever do it. Find Walter on social media at Big Walt. 71 check out his clothing line the best to ever do it it's the i mean it's the best stuff you'll ever wear and he's got a kitchen now in the stadium right Walt? oh yeah big Walt's kitchen man it's uh it's doing good man i think it's something that uh that the seahawks uh they asked me to be a part of and i thought it was pretty cool so you know you got your number in the stadium you got your name in the stadium now you have an opportunity to you know Feed the people. I just said get your bag, I yeah. guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate your time, man. Thanks for stopping by. The Take 12 podcast amazing, is brother. Congrats. proudly brought to you by uh, Wiener Schnitzel and Delta Airlines and Epic Seats and Simply Seattle. And let's start with Delta Airlines this time, producer Katie. Take it away. Uh, Delta Airlines is the official travel po- uh, sponsor of the Take 12 podcast. We only fly Delta Airlines. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and you should too. And you should also sign up for 12 Status and their Sky Miles program. You get uh, all kinds of perks and all kinds of bonuses. Yeah. And go to 12status.com to check that out. Well, if you were signed up for 12 Status as of yesterday before the Seahawk game, you would have gained an extra 219 miles uh, thanks to the throwing arm of Geno Smith. Because you get one mile for every yard the Seahawks throw for. So you could have added another 219 yesterday, people. If you're not a 12 status member, sign up today. That's like 1,200 for the season or something. Like, that's like a lot of miles. Oh, it's going to be 4,000 4, at least. Something I mean, like so that, far. probably. I don't know. Right, Lofa? Um, you guys, the Absolutely. Seahawks, we took, it to, we took it to the Cardinals eventually. Uh, yesterday, kind of a herky-jerky game. A win is a win. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure. How did you guys see this one? I can't see Walt. Is he talking? Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> Lofa, you take it away first. Sorry. Um, you know, it wasn't pretty, but mm-hmm. a win is a win, everybody. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's what you got to keep in mind. Um, for me, of course, you know, I think defense is the storyline. Another strong performance. Um, other than that, the turnovers really made this closer than it should have been. Um, but Walt, what did you see with the offense? Um, uh, I didn't hear nothing you said. It kind of was breaking up, but uh, I, I kind of figured you were saying something about the offense. But uh, yeah, it, I think I think for the last two weeks, I think uh, the offense been trying to figure things out. You know, I think it's just part of it. You know, you you think about when the season starts. Usually, the offense that's on track that's can come out and just play defense. It takes a second for you guys to kind of figure out where you're supposed to be at. So now you're kind of seeing it with this defense. Now you're seeing that the defense is coming together and. You know, keeping the offense in the game, you know, and like you say, a win is a win, but still, again, there's something a little off with offense. They're trying to figure out what they need to do. I think it's more of the red zone, you know. I, I was seeing somewhere they were saying, like, I think we need to do a little motion, get the defense moving a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, when you just line up and, you know, go downhill. Yeah, that works, but I think sometimes if you have a little misdirections, you know, you don't need but a second to get in the end zone. So that's, I think they just got to kind of continue to keep trying to figure out things to, to, to get an end zone. Yeah, totally. I mean, we could, we could stick with the defensive side of the ball for a second. We have to give them um, their just due in this game because they – I'm look, after week one, man, we were, we were nervous, weren't we? But they really have turned it around and just been consistent. The only play for me that stood out that I was – you know, it left me scratching my head was the Joshua Dobbs uh, scramble for the touchdown, just that sort of bouncing off of tacklers for 20-something yards seemed – uncharacteristic of our defense um but other than that you know they were lights out uh, spoon with i mean devin witherspoon just bringing the heat again lofa yeah i know more is sore over there <laughs> he brought the fun julian love okay so a week ago while we were like they were crowning him the lob 2.0 and i was like that's mm. high praise right uh-huh. and uh i don't know maybe they were listening because Diggs, uh, Jamal, everybody, Spoon. I mean, they were out there just smacking fools. So it was awesome to see when you, there's so much team speed on this defense. It's like, even if a guy catches in space, it is just like a pack of piranhas just Mm -hmm. right to him. And it's, it's, that's, you know, how you scare offenses into tipped passes. And that's where the interceptions and things start coming into play. So to have no turnovers, 
from our defense and only give, limit them to 10 points, even got a short field on one of the uh, turnovers that we gave up. I was very impressed by them. And the pass rush, Jay Reed with another set. Uh, Mafe could have had two. He kind of left his feet. And I'm a little mad at the bullshit penalty where his hand grazed. He's getting help, and his hand grazed the helmet of the quarterback. It is such bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know. If, if we start talking about the referees, we might go off on uh, for quite a while. I, I have a buddy who is a huge Seahawks fan, but really only texts me when the refs do, do stuff like that. And boy, did I get a text. And the text just said, I hate this league now. <laughs> and I knew exactly what he was talking about. I mean, it is crazy. They're wearing helmets. I mean, sometimes they'll let something go that looks similar to something in another game that you're watching. The consistency seems off when it comes to those types of things. But anyway, yeah, the, the, they, they were bringing shout the Shout out to DT, Daryl Taylor. Mm-hmm. Freak of nature, man. That, mm-hmm. that dude, he had a couple great pass rush moves. It's like I said last week, we have so many stars on, on both sides of the ball, but really on defense, they're starting to make a name for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Walt, uh, thoughts on the defense? I, I think so. Uh, for me personally, you know, like you saying, they was uh, crowning them the, the LOB point two. I would say more of uh, the uh, young loafer. Uh, when they came in as rookies, man, I thought that, you know, they came into a team that was kind of trying to still find a, find that snitch. And I think with, you know, him and uh, uh, Leroy, you know, you guys came in and just played football, you know, like it wasn't like, not, you know, you knew the game, but, you know, you just came out there. When you play like that, that's when the game gets fun, when you just out there making plays, where you understand what the defense wants you to do. So for me personally, I would say it's more of that feel, you know, when you got to, you know, a pretty young defense, but you got those guys that, you know, that's making a difference, you know, that's in that defense, those guys, those younger guys got to step up and play, you know, you got some veteran guys in the secondary, uh, the safeties, but still those younger guys. So for me personally, I would say more of a year Lofa them came in Interesting. and we went on that run with those younger guys, man, those, you know, Lofa flying around and making plays and just, you know, just making plays. You well, know, I and, think and, when, you're, yeah. when you're young, you do that. Mm-hmm. And as a fan, <laughs> as a fan, I love that defense is a tradition here. And I think, just like you said, Walt, started by Lofa and Ken Hamlin and, and those guys and, and then carried on through the generations of Sherm and Earl into this new defense. And, like, I'm, I, just, I just love that it's my team that I root for and the defense is something that they – that I, from Holmgren to Carroll, like just, that hit, dude, that hit. Oh, I mean, just shades of Cam Chancellor, right? And I'm just off the couch. I mean, I I probably get off the couch as a Seahawks fan more for the defense than I do for the offense, and that goes back for a long time now. Actually, I love it. I love it. It's so much fun. <laughs> I don't have a question. Yeah, and, and, and in years <laughs> past, in years past, you know, it's been the defense we've been waiting to catch up. Mm. So. You know, it's kind of refreshing to see that, you know, they're holding their own and making a name for themselves, like I said, um, early in the season. And and I know that offense is going to catch up. It always does. For for whatever reason, even when Russ was here, we didn't always start hot. And so when they come into their own, this is going to be a very dangerous team down the stretch. Well, and, I, you know, with a defense like this, and even going back to the glory, glory years with Russ, how hot does the offense really have to be? You know, uh, Gino's line, 18 of 24 for 219, two touchdowns. That's, that'll win you probably a lot of games with this defense, especially when Kenneth Walker adds 26 attempts for 105, you know, with a long of 25. It would have nice, been nice to have a touchdown in there for one of my fantasy teams, but I digress. Um, but, you know, I mean, the, the offense just kind of has to do what the offense did, don't they? 
it, that's what confused me though. It's like we get pass happy when we get to the red zone. It's like we don't hmm. even that third and goal. Like I was like, oh, we're lined up double tight, like you know, and we went play action, and there was really nowhere at the one where Gino, you know, um, I think that was either the one where he heroically John Elway it and jumped over. Love that by Gino. And then the other one where we just threw it out to the flats, they made the tackle, and we had to kick a field goal to go up 17-10. But I, um, you know, I want to see them just really trust in him down there, or or even the young guy Charbonnet. Mm-hmm. And I know he wasn't out there. He wasn't but, out there, yeah. Yeah. But it's um it's something you know DJ Dallas like let, let him run it in there. And see well, going going back in in the past, ask uh, Russ and Marshawn about running versus throwing in the red zone, and I don't know, I don't just mean on one play, by the way. I mean I mean multiple times. Walt, Walt, would you rather run it or pass it in the red zone? Uh, <laughs> uh, all depends. I think running for me is, is what you want to do, but I think a lot of times you got to have your 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 bread and butter plays. Uh, play that you know for a fact that uh, you're going to get in the end zone. But I think a lot of times, you know, I think I've never been in the locker room with Pete, but for offensively, I think that I think Pete wants the game to be like nail biters. I don't know <laughs> if that's true or not, though, no, but I just feel like for him, I think that that he wants the team in those games, be in those fights. You know, if you go out and blow out teams all the time, you're not going to learn how to fight in those tough games where you got to get a first down. So for me, for for Pete, as a coach, a defensive-minded coach, I think he's saying, okay, my defense is coming along. My offense, all we want to do is find some plays here or there to get us on the field. You know, I think Pete loved those nail bites, especially, and I think it's going to prepare you for the playoffs because the playoffs are tight games or where, you know, you come down to the last drive of the game. So I think for Pete, I think Pete is loving this part of the game where he can actually coach these guys and, and kind of prepare these guys for the – you know, the bigger picture. Katie, I feel so lucky so many times in my life, but there's not many times when a Hall of Famer says the things that you yell at the top of your lungs in your living room like a like a madman while I'm watching. I've yelled before. I think Pete likes this. I, I mean, that, that is something I've yelled at my ceiling. And so there you go. Uh, validation. Yeah, I mean, well, Lofa, you know, can you win in the first? Can you win in the second? You know, he, they, they keep it no, tight. <laughs> and 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 what it was zero points in the in the second so i mean they're finishing strong which has mm-hmm. that's always been pete's message mm-hmm. he's like look it doesn't matter how you start we want to start fast but if we don't we have to finish strong and so yeah there's something to it i know he doesn't mind these games i know he doesn't love them but he doesn't mm-hmm. mind it because it does it's building the character and that that winning attitude so um still early in the season but i'm i'm extremely you know, uh, proud for what, what they've accomplished so far. Uh, how about the receiving core? DK was out for the game, uh, but, you know, these guys, man, I mean, we we, we probably have the best room in the league, maybe. Uh, Smith and Njigba, Njigba, sorry, JSN, uh, with four receptions, but finally getting that first touchdown. Bobo, the record holds. He had the reception, four receptions, and the Hawks got a win, so... They always get a win when Bobo gets a catch, and he also got his first touchdown catch on a really nice catch uh, that they didn't think was a touchdown, but then they overturned it, of course. Um, and Tyler Lockett just doing Tyler Lockett things with some you know, just great route running and Geno hitting him in time. And I don't know. I, they, they had a good game even without DK. Is Walt talking? I can't see him. Oh, you can go for it. <laughs> okay. I was, I was impressed. Yeah. You know, um, Geno's taking a lot of heat you know, from, you know, sports talk radio and everything mm-hmm. um, just because he had such an insane year last year. But 
he he just he forced maybe one or two that you know he would like to get back but other than that the Tyler Lockett setting up they they ran uh, across you know where uh, he he took up two defenders and um, JSM was wide open Gino found him there and then uh, the throw to Bobo that was like his third or fourth read you know and he put it there was a safety over the top tight coverage Bobo caught it one-handed and somehow got his feet in it was one of the most insane plays I've ever seen. It was shades of Ty Lockett and, and the footwork he's displayed. So, oh yeah, um, true. It's got to be one of the best rooms. You got a, a star like D, DK out of the game, and this guy comes in and does that. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see more Bobo. Mm-hmm. Now, I the, uh, DK, <laughs> I'm not sure why. I why was he out? Is he injured? Was he not? I heard he was hip, out. Hip. I I heard he was at Enchanted Village with Burt Kreischer. I don't know if you saw the pictures <laughs> on social media uh did you guys see the pictures where they're both pulling up their shirts it's gonna be a yeah uh, bert bert looks like he's been doing some crunches uh anyway the machine uh, <laughs> well i mean how about uh how about bobo and jsn getting their first touchdowns these rookies uh filling in and, and filling in well or not even really filling in but you i know think they're doing a good job i think um the, the young rookie i think everybody's looking forward to seeing the things that he can do, you know, you have plays for him. I think you coming into it, like you say, coming into a, a receiver room where now you're not the number one. Now you can learn the offense. You can play your game and, and figure things out. And with Bobo, I think he's just a, a fan favorite. You know, every year when you come out of training camp, they're always that one guy that catches the uh, the fans' imagination. So I think that's what Bobo uh, done. I, I interviewed him last night on King 5, and I thought that his uh, personality is perfect. Uh, for the fans, you know, mm-hmm. he loving it, he enjoying it, you know, because I think for everybody, it kind of resonates with everybody when you're, you see the young guys and you see some guys that have figured it out already that understands, know his role, know his part. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see that with Bobo. So like you say, I think the more time you give him catches or give him touches, it's just going to make the, the Bobo brand even bigger. So I think, I think he understands that too. One or two catches and he's still, you know, the fans still love him. So I think that's a great thing for a young guy. Yeah, the Bobo mojo is real, Katie. <laughs> oh, it's back. Um, or, or well, because they used the to shirts. have Soto mojo now. But anyway, yes, I, we got to get the T-shirts out there. Let's go, everybody. We got a merch store, don't we, Katie? Take12store.com. <laughs> we do. Take12store.com, everybody. Bobo mojo. Um, let's see here. Uh, Gino, just, you know, people, he, well, he said he pointed the thumb squarely at himself after the Bengals game. I think, you know, he, he did everything he needed to do uh, in this game to just sort of, I don't know, turn it back around or whatever and had a great game. And it was awesome to see Uh, anything else from the Seahawks game before we take a look around the league guys. No, it was a a good team win. Okay. Everybody chipped in. You know, I was really pleased. There was, you know, a couple moments where it was just like, okay, hold on. Mm -hmm. You got a game here. Hey, hey, Loaf, you thought that the lineman should have got tossed out, though, on the the touch of the referee? Which happened? What happened? The guy who got ejected. Yeah. Got ejected. Oh, oh, Humphreys. Humphreys. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody asked me about that. Don't touch the ref, dude. Don't touch the ref. Yeah, don't touch the ref. Don't glance off the uh, quarterback's head. 
There was, you know, okay. But I mean, well, looking around the league, there's a lot of questionable officiating. You guys were uh, down at Lumen yesterday, so you might not have seen a lot of it. But the Rams, I mean, I don't mind the Rams getting screwed, but they kind of got screwed. Uh, weird ball placement uh, stuff. I don't know what what's up with the officiating this year. I feel like every year in the NFL, you can complain about the officiating, but here we are again complaining about the officiating. I mean, the fans aren't there to see them throw the flag. You know, just relax a little. Mm-hmm. I heard I heard the Browns in the Colts game was uh, very questionable, too, the ending. Um, so, I don't know, man. It's, it's football. And it just it, it slows the pace of the game. It ruins the game. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on. Yeah. Well, is the officiating worse than it's ever been, or is it just always bad, and as fans, we're just used to complaining about it? <laughs> I, I think we just complain about it. I think yeah. uh, I tell people all the time, people don't realize, like, you know, those guys, most of the time they get it right, though. Like, if you if you go back in slow-mo, yeah, you can call a, a penalty, but you think about a lot of the plays that they make, those are fast plays that they're making. So you go back and you say, how did he see that when you see it? Did he make that catch and the referee on it just like that? So yeah. and it's a human error. I think it's all about what happens in the game. I think it's part of, uh, what you do in football, you have to have something to complain about. You know, if the ref make a bad call, I think it's just part of what happens, you know. And it's it's amazing how it works, how, you know, you take it and look at it, and then as the game go along, you're like, okay, it worked out the way it's supposed to work out in the end, too, like you say. But still, again, when you're in a big game, you don't want flags to be the reason that the game is kind of seeming slow. Like, why is the game is not going? Like, why, why is it we need to keep, you right. know, because that's the way we practice. So let's keep going. Right. And right. sometimes the refs can slow the game down. Well, something you can't complain about is Wiener Schnitzel. It's true. Ooh, that's a saggy. Producer Katie, tell us about the delicious chili dogs and uh, and hamburgers and all the stuff they have at Wiener Schnitzel, please. There are two Wiener Schnitzel locations in Western Washington. There's one in Everett. There's also one in Fife. Stop in, tell them that you listen to the Take 12 podcast and you will get a free hot dog with any other purchase. Uh, they also have like $3 meal deals where they they have these, you know, you get a little soda, you get a little uh, burger or a dog. They have different options. And then, you know, tell them about the podcast. You get a bonus dog. You're all filled up. Filled oh, up. man. You're yeah. good to go. Any other purchase, mention Take 12, get a free hot dog, an extra hot dog. Just why not? Yum. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Check them out. Wiener Schnitzel, everybody. Every and five. On penalties, though, I will say only five for 32 yards. That's some serious progress for our, our team, and I love seeing that. So good job by the officials on that one, <laughs> except for the, the, the bullshit hit to the helmet. Yeah. All right. All right, fine. We'll, we'll give them a slight golf clap for that one. Um, we need to take a quick commercial break, and then I want to look around the rest of the league at some other results. We'll be right back. Hey. Check it out. We're right back. Uh, looking around the league, guys. <laughs> what is going on? There's uh, interesting results everywhere, I think. Um, how about the the Bears guy coming in, the undrafted uh, rookie quarterback thing? Did you guys watch this? The guy who was a uh, Division Two. Do we even call it that anymore? Coming out of college, he went somewhere that I don't even know. I don't. Yeah. Even, I don't know. Where did he go? Shepherd something. Or something like that. I don't even, honestly. I don't even know what college this guy went to, but he won the Division Two Heisman Trophy. Whatever his name's, Ty. Yeah, go ahead. It's the Harlan Hill Award. Okay. Yeah, Tyler ba- Bajan or Bajan. 
I don't know he says it. He had 65 family members in the stadium. That's a lot of tickets. Amazing. Well, what's the most amount of tickets you ever wow. had? Uh, probably 30. Oh, uh, Atlanta game. Yeah. Atlanta game. We had my family came, uh, but then I think I didn't. I didn't spend money on the ticket. It was more the money I spent on jerseys. So every, it was literally everybody had on seventy one jerseys. So uh, back then, you know, the jersey was not. It was hard to get a hold of. So everybody wanted a jersey. So I think it's more of the jersey that was more than ticket sale. <laughs> nice. Well, Lofa, you putting this kid That's on your awesome. fantasy team or well, what? Yeah, I mean, are you well. gonna is he the next Brock Purdy? What's going on? He he He's on my fantasy team. One of one of the five fantasy teams I have. Uh let me just take a quick gander. Uh what how many points did he get? He had fourteen point eight eight. They only said he was gonna get ten, so ha. Um <laughs> I am losing that matchup though, so Right. You know, it's not laugh now, cry later. I'm, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with them. I mean, they were playing the Raiders, though. So, you know, I don't know. Um, how about the, the Colts Browns game was insane. Came down to the final minute, 38, 39 final score there. The Bills Patriots, the Patriots bounce back and they beat the Bills. What's happening with the Bills? They're four and three. To me, when I watch it, Josh isn't using his legs anymore. And that that was you if you have to defend him when he's out of the pocket and running, that is, you know, tough duties. And so when he's just sitting back there, I don't know. I haven't really seen or how much their O line is doing for him. But that that's that's you only have to defend the pass. But when he gets on the move, he's dangerous to to go 40, 50 yards and change the field on you quick. So um if they don't get back to that. I think it's going to be an uphill battle for him. Walt, everyone was ready to just close the door on Bill Belichick last week, and then this week he comes back and beats the Bills with Mac Jones. <laughs> How about that, huh? It's just one win, man. Like uh, We get excited about winning Sundays. Anything can happen. Uh, you can make plays, but, you know, I think um, I think Bill need to figure things out. You know, I think I, – I, I like Mac Jones. I thought it was a great pickup for them, but I just don't – you know, I don't know – you know, you're getting a defensive coordinator as an offensive guy. That's kind of weird because I know they have they're thinking like a defensive guy when they're calling plays. So they're trying to figure out the defense more, I think, than they're trying to figure out what's good for the offense sometimes. Mm. So, you know, but, you know, it's good for him. I think he's still trying. I think it's still a battle between him and Tom about trying to figure out who made this happen, who made it work. Like, just embrace what happened, man, and and, and let's see some. Let's see some smiles, man. You don't want to walk away from this game and not smile or have fun with the media. Well, so I think I think Bill need to show that a little bit more now. Like, hey, let's let's break this and let's start it. If you want to start over, let's start over. Let's give us a new bill. You know, let's be let's be jovial with the media guys and see what, how things are changed for everybody. If Bill start to show a little smile. Interesting. Well, maybe they. That's for these young kids, man. Yeah. Well, maybe they could trade for Travis Kelsey, and then they'd have his girlfriend in the building. Sometimes she brings the smiles. Walt, I gotta know your thoughts on Taylor Swift and and her fandom of the NFL. All of a sudden. Uh, I see. Uh, we all in the we in the we in the making a business and and making and getting checked. So I see how how they do it. You know, I think it's. It's good for, I guess, what you call them, the Swifties. I think it's good for that fan base. You know, uh, I like the way that they play jokes on it. So it's pretty cool. You know, like, 
you get that opportunity to see that lifestyle, especially with Taylor Swift. I think that's pretty cool. I think Travis is perfect for it. You know, you know, you you try to find guys that you think like, okay, who could who could really make this work? And I'm like, man, Kansas City is probably the only team that can handle that stardom, everything that's going on, and play it to their advantage. I think sometimes. Wait, so, so are, if anybody, are you saying you don't think this is a real relationship, Walt? Are you saying this is made up for the, just the cameras? Man, it got to be real, man. They hit the oh, same okay. car. It's like you know, okay. if you once you get once you get part of the security detail, and they're escorting <laughs> you too, so that tells me he's he's pretty close. He's in the inter circle, not just the circle. He's in the inter circle. Okay. So. All right. And then when 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 you let a girl meet mom, you know, as a guy, that's one of the major major. Serious. Serious, you bring you let them be mom, you know. You're not just playing around. You're hey, I done met mom and you're hugging mom and liking mom. So who, something is very serious there. You saw, when I saw that, I said, Okay, it's very serious. Who was the most famous person to ever come in your guys' locker rooms while you were playing? Uh or for the Hawks, maybe because mm. Lofa, you guys had all the celebrities rolling through USC back in the day. Yeah, at SC, we had like Snoop, Will Ferrell, yeah. I mean, I think George Lucas jumped in there too. Like, they, oh wow! Every every time you look around, it's just another star. Like, oh my god! Yeah, I've seen him on the big screen or something. Or, and um, but in Seattle, I don't know. Well, who do, who do we have? We there's always uh-huh. people back. I would say Coach Holmgren, bro. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good answer. <laughs> I'm just saying though. Just think about just think yeah. about the way he approached the game. You know, what I'm saying like when when Pete came there, Pete was all about playing the music loud. And a lot of people say, what, what Hunger, I said, Hunger is from the old school. Like, it was, it was all about being quiet, uh, get your mind right. And now it's like, but I understand how Pete doing it too, because, you know, I think when you're at USC, it's all about on on Saturdays and Sundays, that's when the chaotic stuff going on. So now you're hearing that on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So by the time the game comes, you're not, you know, I got, I got excited. I, I turned it to the fanboys at a New York Jets game one time. And I'm sitting in the huddle, and we're getting ready for a call. And I look over to the sideline, and that was Denzel Washington. I was like, and I forgot about the play and everything. I was like, oh my god, man, that go Denzel Washington sitting <laughs> on the sideline. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even like that was like my first time seeing someone like that. And I was thinking to myself, like, man, he's right there. Like he's wow. not, he's not on TV. He's right there. So for me, that was kind of like one of those, like, wow, like you know. Oh, wow. I, I can say what we call too. Uh, when we had, uh, you know, I got to go player. Jerry, when Jerry Rice came to the Seahawks, like mm. that was like a, um, yeah. it was so weird because you seeing a guy that you just saw on TV, you saw a guy that you know how he practiced and everything. So for 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 me, even as a lineman, to see this guy, see this guy, how he practiced, and like man, he's right there. Like you know, you just don't ever think that you'll be in the huddle with a Jerry Rice, especially with his age and my age. To be sitting there in the huddle with Jerry Rice, it was kind of it was it was, it was surreal, man. Oh, that's to, one of Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice in a Seahawks uniform is one of those like weirdest athlete in a uniform you're not used to seeing them in pictures. <laughs> if you Google image that, I mean, I I remember that it happened. We all saw it happen. It's just even when I look at the picture, it's it's hard to believe it happened, especially the unretiring of the number eighty and all that Lofa. Yeah. Who's the most famous guy you ever played with, Lofa? Like in terms of like you know, like that, like Jerry Walter. coming in, Walter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah, the best O lineman in the fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good answer. 
good answer. I don't know where to go from there, producer Katie. Should we wrap up the show? Yeah. Let's wrap up the show, everybody. We'll get out on that. You guys, uh, thanks for joining the show today. Walter, thank you for your time. Come to think of it, Walter oh, Jones it, is probably one of the most famous people I've ever talked to. Hands down. <laughs> you know, I mean, Taylor Swift oh, kissed that, me. Man. Taylor Swift kissed me on each cheek. That's a true story. But she didn't talk to me. Walt and I at least have conversations. Walt's a friend of the show. And I'm definitely not kissing you on the cheek. No. No. The last time I saw you in person, you're coming down the tunnel at Climate Pledge. I was scared for my life for some reason. Oh, because of a joke I made you, on the... Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, no, it was... Because Walter told you he was going to beat you up the next time he saw you. <laughs> oh, man. You guys can find Big Walt on social media at BigWalt71. Check out uh, the best to ever do it stuff. The most comfortable, the the best, the most the most well designed stuff ever. Check it out. B2EDI.com. See, yes, you, sir. see, there's that USC education. I was trying to do it. <laughs> My head. It's on his shirt. I can't see it's it right, right here. Now. It's the camera's not working. Right here. I can't see oh, it. Oh my God. So you can see him now, but I can't? Okay. Oh, okay. Anyway. Well, break us down, buddy. <laughs> Hands in the middle, everybody. E. E. Look at e, those Mets. E. What's the breakdown? Whatever Anything you want, you want, man. Victory Monday. Go Hawks. Whatever the O-linemen break it down to. Um, what do the O-linemen break it down to? <laughs> uh, we'd, uh, we, uh, we'd be like, get off the field now. Get off the field now. <laughs> uh, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, I'm going to give us, hey, let's go one, two, three. Uh, uh, let's go low, man. One, two, three. Low. Low. <laughs> I only heard low. <laughs> See you guys next time. All right. Appreciate you, brother. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.